Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my good brother from the Bullcast. It's Philip. How's it going, man? Huey, I'm doing fantastic. Um, a big weekend in the world of professional wrestling. <laughs> you and I were on different sides of the country for a little bit of time, but uh, it was... Uh, it was great. It was it was great. Yeah, man. It was a very busy last couple weeks, which we'll get into in a second. But before we do that, we are once again not alone. Also joining us is our good brother from within the ropes. It's Brian Tronic. What's going on, man? Hey guys. You gotta <laughs> you gotta introduce him right, man. What what's the right way? What, my good brother from Within the Ropes podcast, no. Brian Tronic. The newest member of the BC, the official third man, the graphic hit social media. Ladies and gentlemen, the former bullet cast champion, Mr. Brian Tronic. Chronic is in the building. Ooh, he, he gave you the entire uh, bullet cast intro. Oh, bro, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta throw it out there, man. Well, so here's the thing. You brought it up. I guess I should bring it up myself. You said former bullet cast champion. I'm glad he had an opportunity to defend his championship. <laughs> I was not involved in this SummerSlam weekend picks, man. What's up with that? You see the way the way the coast is set up. The the, the way coast the the, the, the coast. See, okay, go ahead. Please defend yourself here. You see the, <laughs> the the way my mind was set up. I was on the East Coast. I was still on the West Coast time. You're drowning the, the already, way, man. The wavelengths were all. <laughs> see the way my bank account is set up. <laughs> Keep Honestly, going. I just forgot. I'm, oh Jesus, my headphone fell. I'm. Be man, you are that. shaking right now. You're <laughs> stumbling over your word. I really you forgot. For- Okay. I didn't. I didn't think about you until you commented. You guys did predictions. I was like, "Oh snap!" But I mean, you were you were interviewing Drew McIntyre and Ginger Hall. You didn't have time for these predictions. No, I had plenty of time, man. I was. <laughs> it was a busy weekend. I mean, Brian and I had dinner together in Las Vegas, and so we could we could have discussed <laughs> our picks together if I would have known there was an well, offer for me. You see, you see I. <laughs> was you I'm see like, well, go ahead go ahead i was, I was doing commentary up. you know it was just a whole thing go check it out gsw high voltage starts september 9th by the way okay i just forgot me out of you did the predictions what last thursday right i'm guessing we, we did it on the bc yeah yeah, yeah my, okay okay in my terrible airbnb <laughs> Jesus Christ. oh so you were already on the east coast yeah i th- you know what i think i was just traumatized from the airbnb and the wi-fi being absolutely terrible like go back and listen to that. It's not. It's not our best work. 
And uh, yeah, so I got the predictions, and I was just done okay. with it. Okay, because no, because uh, you know, the more I think about it, there were plenty of times you and I have recorded together, and I've seen you text other people while I'm talking. So I'm like, you could have easily texted me while you guys, all three of you, were making predictions. Those, uh, those, those, uh, and the, those texts weren't about wrestling. Oh, yeah, no, oh. I mean, but I was like laughing. I was like, I, I was, can, I was on my Godfather stuff, if you know what I mean. <clears throat> wow, yeah. but man, there have been plenty of times you and I've recorded together, and I've some watching you, and I'm talking, and you're zoning out, or or on your phone no, texting. No, no, I'm listening. Hold on, man, you were channel surfing. You can see the reflections <laughs> on your glasses. What's on your TV screen? Um, so I'm just saying, man, when Brian or Brandon were giving their picks, you could easily just text me real quick. Hey, we're doing our predictions right now in the Bulletcast. Send me your picks. I I couldn't. I couldn't because we were recording through my phone. And uh, (laughs) and when when my phone left Zoom, it was it was all bad. It was it was terrible. So that that was not the case. Maybe before the show. Oh, oh, never mind. Before, after. I mean, literally done recordings like, oh, man, I got to get my fourth brother, Huey. You know, the guy who's taking care of me on some stuff. You know, "Um." what do you mean? Man, I was legit heartbroken, man. the, The championship's on the line for all out next weekend. I don't I know if I want to defend. I mean, I don't know if I want to be a part of it, man. I that's might. That's fine. It gives me a better <laughs> chance to win. I'm cool with that. I might get my own title now. Walk around with it. You can't. I'll have tell West Coast. Coast make, hey, no, no. hey, we got to make some room on the table at West Coast. West Coast, if you Uh-oh. want, if you want business for me ever again, you can't make a championship for you. Wow. Yeah. I, I was. Li- I, I when I saw that social media post, you know, it was an Instagram. You put it on Instagram. I was like, yeah. he forgot about me. I was I, like, I did. I'm not gonna lie. I really did. I'm sorry, he man. Was, he was gonna get an in the click world championship. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna oh. be a big gold belt. You're, you're just gonna put the sticker, look at the in the click sticker over the podcast logo. <laughs> I should do that. I should please literally no, or, just, or just spray paint click. <laughs> oh, hey, do, you, do you know how much I paid for this thing? Don't do that. Dude, Brian, I like your thinking. I'm gonna yes. come out like Hogan. I'm gonna get a five o'clock shadow and I'm gonna come out to some Jimi Hendrix. Don't come out to my cousin's song, bro. Don't I'm gonna, gonna turn heel on us. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna get a couple other guys to stand with me. I'm gonna leg drop you. I'm gonna have Tommy and Richard standing behind him. Yeah, and they're gonna hold up your belt, and I'm gonna spray paint it black, and I'm gonna hold it up and says, <laughs> "This is the new world order." If Richard touches my championship, we're gonna be scrapping for real. Who's bad now, boys? <laughs> I'm a bad boy. What side is he on? <laughs> I know. I know. Next, next West Coast show, I'm gonna come walking in, all happy, and someone's gonna yell, "What side is he on?" Jimbo from the commentary desk. Which side is he on? As I'm walking oh in to come say God. hi to you, and instead, uh, I'm just gonna leg drop you. <laughs> go to the, the 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 desk in the back, take your title, spray paint, and walk should away. I, should I bring the championship to West Coast, bro? I've done it the past two times. I don't know. Should I? Oh my God. It's up to you, man. That's. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. I think you should. And I'm gonna spray paint it. I'll I'm gonna go buy a spray, a spray paint can. Okay, I'll do. So... I'll get a black one, and then maybe then the next show, the following show, I'll get a red one. Which okay, I forgot so... about. He respray painted that thing with the red red paint years later. So yep. I'm just uh, I'm gonna just leave my championship here. Yes, that might be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're here to talk about professional wrestling, right? Yes, yeah, yes, we are. Now let's get up. But uh, uh, no, sorry for the delay or lack of episodes the last couple of weeks. It's been a, a very hectic, busy time. I mean, just for anyone who's a pro wrestling fan, you'd know what's been going on. 
literally the last couple weeks have been pretty amazing as fans for us what we've been get to witnessing on tv or in person i mean from aew bringing in cm punk finally the worst kept secret came alive we saw in person him make his debut on rampage we'll get into that in a little bit SummerSlam uh last weekend in las vegas brian you and i are out there in person it was so much fun uh doing all that stuff and then we got uh, all out coming up next weekend which i just realized i'm not gonna be able to watch that live and uh when it happens uh, i'm gonna be out at bottle rock up in napa the big music festival foo fighters playing so yeah i'm uh i'm a little bummed i'm trying my best to uh stay off social media but then again if i'm out a big music festival i think you know just uh internet signal is gonna be pretty weak anyways that kind of helps me avoiding potential spoilers so i'll say that but uh, i'm a little bum the turn Foo all the Fighters? notifications off. Yes. Turn them all off. <laughs> yes. No one texts me spoilers. Please. No one. Especially you, Phil. But then again, I know you don't text for predictions anyway. So you'll, for- wow. you'll, you'll forget. You'll forget anyway. You know, I'm not going to let this. I'm not going to let you forget about this, man. This is. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. You put this out there that you're going to feel the the, 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 the wrath from it. I'm mean, just saying. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I apologize. I was like, what is this picture of Brandon holding a title for? What? <laughs> there was pics? He won. <laughs> yeah. Man. That's what it was. He, 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 he's the 13-time champion. Yeah, against, uh, you know, uh, a, a weak division. I wasn't there. A weak division? I'm just kidding. Wait, what do I you agree. mean? <laughs> uh, was it a full? You were part of the division. Don't tell me. I feel like I might have had more of a chance to win if he was there. Just saying, it's you know uneven. what? Thank you, Brian. You, yeah. know, you know what? I'm not. A, where, where's Cindy at, brother? She she can. She not 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 that Cindy. I mean, Brian's wife. She she can hop in on the picks. He oh. we can sit. He can sit all out. Out. <laughs> all out. Yes. <laughs> all but, out. Uh, but no, it's uh, a lot's going on. I mean, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, before we kind of get into it, guys, I just want to get your opinion. I mean, literally the last few weeks, it, it's it's just amazing the vibe in pro wrestling in general. And and this is not this is something we didn't plan on talking about. But, you know, it's just it's really nice that the buzz, everyone's talking about pro wrestling, whether WWE, what they got going on, all their you know, between Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch coming back, SummerSlam as a whole, and the fallout from it. You know, AEW's got, uh, you know, CM Punk and the rumors of Daniel Bryan and all the other stuff. I mean, you know, Philip, start with you, man. Like, this really, the amount of people talking, it feels like the 90s. You know, for me, living through the Attitude Era in my middle school, high school years, that was pretty amazing. And the fact that, like, in the last week, week plus how many people who i never really talk about wrestling normally with have been approaching me talking to me about cm punk so it's amazing how much cm punk's return has got the casual person talking about it i mean from you just what's your experience so far over the last week and a week and a half of just just the buzz wrestling has going right now uh it's been it's been really cool man i, I have a couple people who um they don't watch wrestling but they text me about the punk return because they yeah. uh they watched his uh, his UFC um, fights, and you know that was that was a big deal back then. You, you know, I remember that like it was yesterday. Uh, it's just it's it's been nice to see this business that we all uh, know and love so much 
finally get its just due and its recognition in the mainstream. I mean, Bleacher Report, they always talk about pro wrestling, but, yeah. you know, sports centers, they really did a nice dive about it. I mean, CBS Sports, they always talk about wrestling. And just a lot, I guess a lot of the, the sports sites that don't normally talk about pro wrestling were talking about it. And I think that's the biggest deal. Yeah, no, it, it, it's really amazing. And it's kind of like validation for us being such hardcore fans and loving this through the ups and downs of it all. Uh, Brian, I don't know about you, but like for me personally, you know, either at work or whatever, there's some people who I know are not wrestling fans and they give me crap about it from time to time. And it's kind of like, man, when wrestling seems really down, it's really tough to be a fan because you're trying to do your best to stand up for something that you really love and care about. But then, you know, the, the haters out there will find any little detail to make fun of. But the fact that, like, you know, CM Punk has generated so much buzz lately, and I'm hoping long term it's going to really create, you know, good competition and push everyone to the fullest. And all these other, it's going to help out all these other promotions as well, the smaller tier promotions. So I don't know about you, but like, it's just, it must feel really good to be a pro wrestling fan right now. Yeah, it definitely does, especially for me. <clears throat> I mean, Punk coming back, I feel like, has reopened everyone's hearts in terms of Mm -hmm. pro wrestling, like the love, the passion. It's really nice, even on social media, to see a lot of people who haven't really been, like, excited or happy Mm -hmm. with the the overall product and pro wrestling that's been out there. But Punk coming back and everybody being excited about his return, everyone being excited about the future, um, of course, amongst all the other names and things that are out there floating around in terms of who's going where and what's going to happen at this show. And, you know, speculation on future shows like, for example, coming off of even SummerSlam, everyone was so excited for SmackDown. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, man, like what's going to happen? How is everything going to unfold? So it's really great. It's really great to be a part of even, you know? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think you really summed it up nicely there as far as, you know, listen, we've been the real troopers when, you know, it was just WWE in town a couple years ago and like some of the other promotions were barely getting any attention at all. So, you know, when Raw would have a bad episode, you know, it was tough being a fan. So now it's like we're finally, you know, for being patient and being such good, loyal fans of the product we now really get time to celebrate and just take it all in and it's just really exciting overall and i think the buzz that these promotions can create it's going to help like i said like the smaller tiers like i you know ring of honor has been doing a lot of great things impact wrestling nwa starting to get some more buzz again so you know as a whole it's just an exciting time right now especially independent wrestling as well so uh, so much to get into so we'll, we'll go into uh Sia Punk's uh, official AEW debut on Rampage from last week. We'll touch on that in a little bit. But uh, some clickbait news that really has taken off in the last 24 hours that I really want to touch on. First up being the other big free agent that is out there that if AEW is officially able to land, will uh, definitely uh, turn the tide more in their favor. And, of course, that is Daniel Bryan, or I guess we should start getting used to saying Bryan Danielson. So it was uh, reported, I guess, last night or yesterday afternoon, early evening, that um, 
you know, there were reports that from Bodyslam.net that he was going to assign with AEW and make his appearance at the Grand Slam edition of Dynamite in New York City on September 22nd. But now in a new update, Cassidy Haynes from Body Slam is now reporting that's been bumped up and he's going to make an appearance or his debut for AEW at All Out on Sunday, September 5th in Chicago. Um Man, this is, uh, you know, kind of an interesting situation here in many ways. Um, you know, I'm looking at Wrestling Inc. right now for the story. It says the decision to push Brian's debut up was reportedly made after internal concern continued to grow over the spike in COVID-19 cases across the country, especially with the mandates and restrictions in New York City. So... I'm interpreting that as like, okay, the original plan was have him debut in New York City, but since COVID cases are really up, and who knows if that show in New York City might happen now if things keep getting out of hand. So maybe instead of waiting and they have to go back to like maybe Florida or something without a crowd, that kind of sucks. Daniel Bryan makes his big return with no fans in attendance. So I think they want a guaranteed big crowd for that pop. So it looks like, okay, let's push up the all out. We know we're going to have a sellout crowd there. Uh, but Brian, man, get your thoughts on just, uh, it looks like Daniel Bryan. <laughs> now it's like, okay, we knew CM Punk was going to show up on Rampage. Now this is like the second worst kept secret. Everyone's going to be watching all out and just waiting for Daniel Bryan to make his debut. So what are your thoughts on, uh, him showing up there? Yeah. It's, it's again, it's bittersweet. It's kind of like, Man, like, I don't know. It's it's cool. It's interesting. I hope he's used or I hope he, he you, you know, I don't know, man. It's just hard. They've got so many people coming there. They they just got punk. They got, you know, everything going on with the relate, different relationships they have with different promotions. While I know that obviously if, you know, someone like punk or Daniel Bryan, uh, they probably – have a big say so on what what they're going to be doing mm-hmm. uh, while under contract with AEW. So I'm not too worried about that. But I don't know, man. It's just <clears throat> it's going to be weird. I'm, I'm so used <laughs> to seeing Daniel Bryan and WWE, the Yes Movement, and you know I know that all the AEW fans are going to be chanting Yes still. So it's like <laughs> it's just weird to to know that. I don't know. It's just, and then even Brian Danielson, I, I thought the other day when I was looking on Twitter, I'm like, man, a lot of people are calling him Brian Danielson. Like everyone forgot. Like he, I mean, do we even know? Like maybe he can be Daniel Bryan still. <laughs> you, we, we, we don't even know, but you know, it's like, I, I cause I never, I, although I, I've, I've, I've known him since, you know, his indie days and stuff too. Like yeah. I never really cared for him like that. When he came to WWE, I was like, oh, okay, Daniel Bryan. Cool. So it's just it's just weird. I'm 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 assuming this is something that he wants to do. The fresh new young talent he wants to have matches with before he calls it a day and and, mm-hmm. and hang it and hang it up. He wants to help elevate talent and so ah. Daniel Bryan, man. <laughs> well, if you think about it, I mean what AEW has to offer, I think overall there's a lot more uh checks off the boxes that that fits what he wants as far as yeah be able to work less dates probably make around the same amount of money but yeah work less dates work with new japan that was mm-hmm. i think the big seller he wanted to work with new japan as a promotion so mm-hmm. to be able to an AEW has that relationship right now wwe can pull it off um of course the young talent the working relationship with other promotions 
um, probably more creative control. That's a big yep. thing as well. It's uh, and you know they're on a big major cable network as well, so he knows that he's going to be on the uh, pretty big damn platform from a yep. broadcasting standpoint. So his name's out there, and you know if you think about it, this. He's getting a second run in wrestling that I don't think he thought he was going to have a few years ago. He thought he was done completely. So it's like a second chance at life. So it's like, I want to live life to the fullest and be able to really live out. Or I really, I have a second chance to, to, uh, decide what my legacy is going to be. And like, oh my God, my contract's up and I still got a couple years left. What else do I want to accomplish that I didn't think I was going to be able to do before when I was out hurt? So I'm sure for him, there's like, you know, he's probably creatively all excited. I can work in Japan. I can work with this person, this person. It's all these fresh new matchups in AEW and Japan yep. and maybe Mexico. Who knows? It must be exciting. I mean, Philip, I, it, it, it is, as Brian said, kind of bittersweet. We love watching him in WWE, but it seems like it could really be an exciting time to see him in a different promotion. What else he could be doing? Am I right? No, no, you're not. What? Why? Why are you? Would this, you want him to stay with WWE? This vanilla midget is capitalizing wow. off of the last thing he did in WWE was with who? Our tribal chief with Edge, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was his last match in WWE was with Edge. Technically, no, no, it was it, it was with, it was with Roman on on that SmackDown. So you're saying that- he's a good pro? He did the job for uh, Roman Reigns. He made him look good on his way out. Oh, Roman! Roman beat him clean as a whistle. There was there was no job doing there. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I mean it's it, it's just it's crazy. It's it, it's one of those things where like so the Punk debut, you're just kind of like, what's happening? And then yeah. with this news of Daniel Bryan coming, you're like, yo, what is happening right now? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you're just I mean, like I, he's going to AEW. Looking at the, just I'm thinking about the roster. Okay, there's flying Bryan. Pillman, there's you know he could have a he could have a three and a half star classic with Griff Garrison like we don't know <laughs> you, you know what I mean like there's this there's all this untapped talent there that's not going to mm-hmm. be on TV I think Daniel and uh, or Brian I'm sorry I think Brian and uh, Jungle Boy will be a good one yeah. I want to see Brian versus Lucha so I want to see Brian versus Marco Stunt I don't know why you know, I just want to <laughs> see Daniel Bryan wrestle everybody and as far as like the New Japan thing is concerned. Oh, Brian versus Suzuki, who's coming out to the big. Go get your tickets for West Coast Pro. Uh, you know, Brian versus Ishii, Brian versus Tanahashi, you know, some of the uh some of the young lions like Okada. Uh, I mean Okada, Jay White, Carl Fredericks, you know, just, yeah. just just everybody. You know, I think he's going to I think what he's going to do is like a, a real just kind of a farewell tour. And yeah. I'm sure eventually he'll he'll step foot back in Ring of Honor and you know what? His career might end there where it really all started. That could be really cool as well. Maybe, you know, do an appearance down there in Ring of Honor. Because Ring of Honor has been tweeting out, which promotion would you like us to work with in the Forbidden Door? And, you know, it, it, it's all very essential. Is that the word? Where, like, all this Look. crossbreeding going on. You, but if you think about, it, like, like AEW is working with New Japan. New Japan has worked with Ring of Honor. New Japan's working with Impact. Impact's working with AEW. So, like, they're all crossing streams right now. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Ring of Honor would be all open the opportunity to work with all these other promotions. I know some of their wrestlers are open to it as well. So, give us, like, an all-star super show at, like, a big arena or something. They could easily... 
Madison oh Square God. Garden or a football stadium. I mean, imagine they did it like eventually, like a baseball field or something, like a huge super show with all these promotions involved. They did one back in the day. Uh, Lawler ran it. Lawler, was, yes. Um, what was that show? What was that show? Um. Oh my God! I know it was. A, it was for an AWA. It was like a Russell a- Summit Classic, something like that, right? A super Clash. Super Clash. So yeah. back in it was like 80, 1985. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, let me see here. So it was AWA and NWA working together. So the two yeah. large independent or not independent, uh, two large territory promotions outside of WWF at the time working together for a huge super show. Um, that was the one. Yeah. Ric Flair defeated Magnum TA for the NWA title. Um, Stan Hansen beat Rick. Uh, Rick Martel, oh, Double DQ. So, yeah, no, that was uh, Super Clash. But it was, I think, the following year, Jerry Lawler beat Mr. Perf, or Kurt Hanning, I should say. For the AWA title? Yes, let's see. No, that was Super Clash 3. They did three of them, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. Jerry Lawler defeated Kerry Von Erich. That's right. That was the bloodbath. Did they do a fourth one? Man. I think they only did three. Here's a four. This is 1990. But yeah, it was Super Clash. Okay. Um, no, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it could be really awesome. Like eventually, you know, if, you know, the pandemic, you know, goes away far enough that like how awesome would it be like a huge super show of all these promotions working together in fantasy matchups? I mean, maybe that's the ultimate end game of all of these, this forbidden door. Well, I'm going I'm to put this on here. I've talked about it on within the ropes and the bullet cast. The forbidden door isn't truly forbidden until VKM walks through that thing. Uh, I mean, but he doesn't play, he doesn't play nice. It's he, a it's a one way door. It is a one way door that four. all leads to AEW. It's but they do. Everyone does benefit a little bit now. Grant, I know Impact. How Impact does get the exposure though? More people talk about Impact Wrestling the last six months than the okay, last. Okay, that their numbers don't show years. that. Because not everyone has access to TV, but at least the, the, the social Twitch. media. But no, they ended that partnership a couple weeks ago. That got ended. So well, um, for, for the past few months, their Twitch streams didn't really go up. I think they went up. You I mean, not by a that. lot. You know what I mean? Like, no, and that, and that, and that I, I get what you're saying. There is that debate of who's really benefiting from all these partnerships. As far as at the end of the day, is it AEW that's ultimately? And and that's one criticism I do have. Like I do wish more people on Impact were coming over to Dynamite because there's been times where I, I think like should we get the Good Brothers? But that's about it. It would have been pretty cool if like when Moose was taking on Kenny, it would have been nice if Moose would have showed up on Dynamite to add more uh, storyline to their matchup yeah. at that Impact pay per view. So I do agree with or that. Even, or even uh, Rich Swan. Exactly. Nice to see him there too. Exactly. So I I do agree. In that, where it does seem very one-sided, where AEW, their appearance, their talent is appearing on these other promotion shows, but where's the vice versa as far as people coming on their show to uh, you know add more fuel to the fire with those respective storylines? So I do agree with that part. Um, but with Vince McMahon, like at the end of the day, they're such a big company right now; they don't technically need to work with anyone. They got so much talent on their roster. Uh, yeah, I mean. For us as fans, it would be amazing to see like Bobby Lashley versus, uh, 
anyone from one of the big promotions or Roman Reigns versus Okada. Like, you know, as from a fan, of course that would be amazing. But Vince McMahon's like, look, we just sold 51,000 at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. We don't need to work with other promotions. So I, I, I see both sides, but at the end of the day, WWE's like, you know what? We're the biggest company in the world. It takes all these other promotions to work together to equal us. Maybe that's their mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, for me, I'm excited for Dan or Brian Danielson when he does show up because you see how much buzz people are talking already about CM Punk. Imagine when Daniel Bryan shows up, how much buzz that's going to create on social media and everyone talking. So the Neil's already been moving in their favor for AEW. Mm-hmm. So imagine adding that and the potential Adam Cole. Um, I know we didn't, I didn't put it in the notes, but I guess I should talk about Adam Cole. Um, you know, yesterday uh, on Friday stream, he wanted to, uh, he put a, Brian, what was it? He put a note out saying he can't do his Twitch stream or something. Yeah. He, 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 he said it on his discord that uh, he was canceling his stream and that he would let them know on Saturday when the next stream would be. Okay. Uh, Did he say anything to, okay. So we're recording on a Saturday right now. Has he put an update out there? I haven't checked. Mm-mm. Mm, okay. Cause a lot of people I were like, I Oh my God, does that mean he's going to show up on SmackDown? I didn't watch SmackDown, but I saw he did not show up. So, nope. Uh, his technically his contract is expired now with WWE completely. So uh, we'll see what happens next with Adam Cole, his future. Nervous. Uh, for what? What are you nervous about? I just want him to stay with WWE, man. Really? <laughs> I yeah. do. Yes. Why is that? Is there, what, you, what you say, Phil? You say, it's simple. You want a main event a main WrestleMania event? <laughs> or double or nothing? You want a main event WrestleMania or double or nothing? What do you what do you want? Twelve thousand people yelling Adam Cole Bay Bay or eighty thousand people yelling <laughs> Adam Cole Bay Bay. Do you think he could main event WrestleMania? I mean that's it's it's unden it's undeniable. It is absolutely undeniable. Look, forget the height thing. The dude the dude is good in that ring. He's charismatic. Mm-hmm. He can mix it up with Bobby Lashley. He can mix it up with with Roman Reigns, with our tribal chief. Him and Finn Balor can go again. You know, we could see him and Seth uh, have a have a really good match. You know, uh, I just 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 like just let him go. Let him go on the main roster, man. And he could go to all elite white people and you know be very comfortable <laughs> there. But uh, no, let's uh, let, let's stick with uh, WWE. It would be interesting. So the fact he didn't show up on SmackDown this week shows okay. And there's a lot of ways to interpret this. Okay, one, obviously he they don't have plans for him on SmackDown yet, or as far as we know. I mean, Monday Night Raw still could be an option. If 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 I was Adam Cole or if I was Vince McMahon and if I sign re-sign Adam Cole, I would rather have him on Raw because Raw is definitely desperately needs more names. because uh, Brian, you know, SmackDown is stacked right now between Brock Lesnar, you know, his new storyline with Roman Reigns. You got Becky Lynch over there. Yeah. Uh, they got the big names over on Fox right now. And Raw, they got the, they got the USA <laughs> Network pretty mad. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was uh, some new reports coming out the last couple of days. USA Network's a little bit mad. Feels like it's very one sided as far as the stars go, stars recognition. Um, so if Adam Cole was to sign, yeah, I would put him on Monday Night Raw. Um, 
and you got the draft coming up as well. So, I mean, that's another thing. You know, everyone's like, oh, he didn't show up on SmackDown. I guess he's not resigned. Yeah, well, still watch Monday Night Raw this week. That could be, that could be something there as well. See what happens. Um, but who knows? I mean, if, you know, maybe that New York City show, uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium for AEW, maybe that's where Adam Cole debuts at. You know what I mean? It's, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. So if Daniel Bryan gets moves up to All Out, but they got to do something big for that September 26th show. Maybe Adam Cole debuts there. Uh, so, you know, if Daniel Bryan is such a big name. He deserves being on a pay-per-view while Daniel Bryan, or excuse me, Adam Cole on an episode of Dynamite. That's yeah. a big deal. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. He'd, have, he'd have 20 plus thousand saying Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> Still not 80. Yeah. no, and And listen, Phil, I agree with you. Like, if you're a pro wrestler, I think everyone, for the most part, at one point or another, their dream is to main event a WrestleMania. There's no better feeling or higher accomplishment other than maybe winning the championship at a WrestleMania. You know what I mean? So I, I'm i sure for Adam Cole, he would love to do that. But then again, you got to look at the big pictures like, okay, well, where are my chances of making that a reality? We know Vince doesn't necessarily like the type of person I am as far as my height and stuff and weight. Um, so well, you the, kinda, rumor, the, the rumor is Vince likes him. Yeah, no, and then, and then apparently other rumors that um, you know Tim from Pro Wrestling Unlimited was telling me the other day that there are a lot of people behind the scenes who are reminding Vince, you do not let this guy go. He is very much like your second coming of Shawn Michaels. So that's we'll exactly see, how I feel. <laughs> we'll see what happens. You know, Shawn Michaels. You know, was very successful under Vince McMahon back in the 90s and 2000s. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, we could talk to her blue in the face about this whole thing. But until we see where these guys show up, then we can break it down more afterwards. But, I mean, I see. You know, I, I think for Adam Cole, I mean, the easy answer is AEW. But maybe he's open for a challenge. Sticking with WWE could be the place to be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's tough. I mean, we, we talked about this before in the past with Adam Cole. It's like, the, what are more options? I'm sure he has a list of things that he's looking for at this part of his career and which promotion or company offers all of it or the majority of it. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens, man. It's going to be a very interesting time these next uh, few weeks and months as, as far as we know. Um, something else I want to touch on real quick, and this kind of came out I saw earlier today and got a lot of people now, uh, uh, talking about it. Um, the headline I see here is Jim Ross reportedly transitioning out of full-time AEW announcer role. Um and this comes a little bit of a shocker just because it was just kind of came out of the blue. Uh, but I'm reading the report here from Wrestling Inc. And it says Jim Ross is moving away from announcing on a full time basis, according to Ringside News. The AEW announcer will still sit behind the table for big matches and major events. But word is he'll be working, working in other areas for the company. He's reportedly going to do more backstage segments like sit-down interviews with AEW stars. The report noted it was Ross's calling uh, call on wanting to change up his responsibilities within AEW. And Ross signed a three-year deal with them back in April 2019. And this is all kind of interesting because Jim Ross tweeted out earlier today, quote, this is all news to me. So, Philip. Your thoughts on Jim Ross supposedly being phased out 
from uh, being a full-time commentator with AEW. Well, this is good. Now I can debut in Arthur Ashe as a, as the head commentator. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you know, keep, keep him special, man. You know, he, yeah. he's done his thing these past two years, uh, every single week, which is good. Uh, it, it got people familiar with, uh, their product as you get to hear, uh, Ross's voice and obviously Shivani, if you were a WCW fan. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, look, let's, uh, let's keep him special now. He doesn't need to be there, uh, every single week anymore and maybe this will keep them sharper i don't know that and well that that's yeah that's very I, true i mean <laughs> don't, don't, don't get me wrong after some comments he made on dynamite this past week jim ross is aware of some things all right <laughs> he's aware of some things okay um it's interesting because uh i, I was reading on a different website i think body slam their, on their report it's like okay his contract's expiring april 2022 and then after that, if he stays with the company, they'll negotiate a new deal. But I'm paraphrasing here, but it's probably not going to be worth the same amount. It's going to be a little bit less because his role is going to be a lot smaller than what it currently is. So, you know, that's between him and the company as far as his salary and what his role is going to be. But Brian, man, um, you know, it's kind of interesting to hear. What's going on here? I mean, my main thing was that was kind of interesting that Jim Ross says it's news to me, even though the reports are saying it was his idea. So I'm like, I'm kind of worried. Is this potentially going to lead to some drama between Jim Ross and the EVPs and Tony Khan? But I mean, yeah, your initial thoughts on him kind of, yeah, transitioning away from being the main play-by-play guy. Yeah, I think it's good that he transitions out. Um, and, and this is my opinion. I feel like he's been kind of overshadowed or or over like he's been outperformed anyways Mm -hmm. i think shivani's been great he's he kind of fits like aew style more than jim Mm -hmm. ross does Mm -hmm. um he's i feel like jim ross has made the most mistakes out of everyone (laughs) yeah and wwe champion kenny omega (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's one example right there i mean yeah and that was and that was what that was the uh, the ending of what their last episode right at at uh, Daly's place the goodbye episode yes yeah yes yeah so I I I feel like you know if the reports are true and he's taking a a, a lesser role and whether that be backstage I think that's that's great I feel like that would be in more of an upgrade in terms of personality yeah. uh, more than Alex Marvez because I think Alex Marvez. <laughs> You know, I, I I don't know. I just don't like him back there. He he lacks personality to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ross would be good good in that position. And like I said, uh, Tony Schiavone, I think is great. Excalibur has grown more into his role. He's he's more of the like main voice you hear yeah. all the time. So and I don't know if they're going to add another guy. They it's, they have guys rotating out of that seat on Dynamite all the time. It kind of makes you wonder. Based on the fact, as you said, they have a lot of commentators right now. Between Elevation, they got Paul White, formerly known as The Big Show. Um, on Dark, they have Taz and Excalibur doing stuff. Yeah. But yeah, Elevation has Shivani with Paul White working together. Rampage, we see four guys as far as Taz, Excalibur, Jericho, Mark Henry. So I kind of wonder... You know, if I'm just playing conspiracy theorists, maybe this is something that they've been anticipating a change for a while. So they're like, okay, we're going to put all these potential new guys 
or replacements, have them all do our different respected shows. Yeah. This is their time to practice, audition for us, and we'll see, you know, how it goes and see which one we like best. Or if anything gives them time to practice, develop chemistry with one another. Uh maybe that's what's going on here. What if you know, what if what if Tony Khan brings in Mauro Ronaldo? I would love that. Now Mauro I, I Mamma Mia. <laughs> I mean, we saw him do the one appearance with Impact Wrestling, so I, I think he's open to doing it. I, I would love to have him. It's just for me, he just got to tone it down with like all the pop reference. Like, yeah. he gets a little too crazy with that oh, stuff. Are you kidding me? That, that's like, what I loved the most about him. It was getting a little out of hand. Like, some of that stuff, which is like, what is he just okay, said? Okay. Huey, you got to be embraced in the culture, bro. That, that's it. That's it. So you want Mar Ronaldo speaking for you then? Pretty much, right? I mean, are you okay? I'm just pretty, saying. Pretty, pretty Yo, much. Think, now I look, think, he's hesitant. You see how hesitant he is? He's I mean, like, okay, oh. okay, okay. Look, I will say this. I will say. This. You want you want Marinello dropping Drake lines or whatever he does? Like. Yes, But <laughs> I forget what match it was on a takeover, but yeah. he said somebody open a window. It's like Travis Scott. The antidote's going to get let out. I was like, that's brilliant. I love it. I love. I love it. No, I, I, I love Marinello. You it, know, it did get out of hand. I mean, let's let's not lie. I mean, after a while, because like I'm like I don't I don't get the reference, man. Like I don't get yeah. it. Like so, I'm just thinking for like for I like most- this. Or most spots, is, it just seemed unnecessary. Yeah. Like, like it's, it, it, and, and, it, and it turned it, for me, it turned it in almost like he was trying too hard. Like, dude, Ricochet just did a 630 off, a la- off of a ladder onto another ladder onto the mat, and he almost killed himself. And you're talking about Drake? <laughs> <laughs> Drake? <laughs> I love you know Drake. what I mean, but Mar Ronaldo would, in my opinion, would shoot AEW even further. Up. Yeah, just Luckily. just like Cameron Grimes says, to the moon. <laughs> it's 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 gonna be interesting because, and here's the thing, and I'll give this disclaimer: I love Jim Ross. He was the voice of my youth during the Attitude Era. Him and Jerry Lawler, arguably the greatest duo ever to call pro wrestling play-by-play with that being said it is very obvious he is not the same performer or commentator as he once was it's just it, you know it, it, for anyone who listens you can tell he's not the same person he's just older you know and that's what happens we all get older and you know lose a step in our ways and in you know our respected field or wherever we do and it's it's unfortunate, you know, how many airs he does. He makes a lot of airs that are very noticeable now. And now with social media, everyone is criticizing him. And anytime he slips up, everyone jumps all over him and tweets about it, whatever. And so <laughs> it, it's tougher. It, you know, it, it's really tough in the position he's in. I'm just. I was, I was just going to say, you know how many times he's been on WrestleBotch? Yeah, I mean, that that's a good example. And it sucks because we live in a world now where the second you screw up, anyone can go back and get that clip and just put it on repeat and put it you know on social media and everyone just, you know, uh, jumps all over you for it. That's unfortunate. And that's not right. Even like, you know, there, when he said WWE champion Kenny Omega, I was going to tweet something. And I was like, you know what? 
I'm not going to jump on. I'm not going <laughs> to add fuel to the fire. I'm not going to jump in that dog pile. And I, I didn't tweet anything out because I was like, that's not right. Who am I to criticize the legend that is Jim Ross like that? But I, I'm just saying, you know, when he first got hired for AEW, I thought it was a tremendous hire. It was a very smart hire because he brings instant credibility to that announced team. His name recognition, he has a huge social media following. So a lot of people follow him. And I think when he got hired by AW, that was like, okay, this company is serious. They're hiring, hiring arguably the greatest announcer ever to call their wrestling. That was a smart move. Unfortunately, though, over time, we've seen his performance, um, decrease or have some dwindle, dwindle, have some hiccups here and there. And therefore you got to take a step back. Okay. We, a change might be due just and, and that's what happens any broadcasting job if if you're messing up or you're not performing like you used to whatever then you know you gotta make a change for the better or you yeah. know or fix things i think that happened to uh walter cronkite i mean one of the best news anchors of all time but i think it's he started slipping up and then he you know just quietly retired yeah, you look at, you know, John Madden, Pat Summerall, I mean, you know, Brian, like, you know, any sports broadcasters, they don't last forever. And the second someone, you know, their, their performance goes down, then the bosses that be reevaluate the situation. And it's like, okay, yep. is a change needed here? And in this situation, yeah, Jim Ross does have his botches and slip ups. And they're like, you know what? It might be better for our product if we take him off. We we don't need this, you know. Sometimes bad publicity from it all. Like I said, I, like I said, I I, I can't claim, uh, stress enough. I love Jim Ross and respect everything he's done in the business. But at the same time, you do got to look at the big picture. And it's like, okay, we have a million dollar, multi million dollar company here that people are investing in, networks are investing in, and they expect yeah. the best from us. And if Jim Ross is slipping up quite frequently, then we might need to make a change. So, and it's tough. You, you never want to quit. You always you want to you want to go out there and perform as much as you can. It takes someone else to make that decision for you. And it sounds like people are are making that change for him. So we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe they write this out through all out and after all out, maybe they make a change. Um, I I love Tony Schiavone. And, you know, you guys know I'm so happy that he's back in pro wrestling because there's a lot of people. Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, but Tony Schiavone was like the other major voice from the Attitude Era on the WCW oh, yeah. side of things. I love his voice, and he's been really good, man. And so I, I, I could see him maybe the new lead play-by-play guy with Excalibur. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Philip. Who you think might you do? You think they should stay just being a duo, or do you think they add a third person on Dynamite? Then I think it should like let's just do the two-man group because I mean we have the three-man on Raw. And, uh, yeah, I mean, two, it's simple. You know, they can play mm-hmm. off each other better. You got three people, kind of like what we have here where somebody tries to jump in, you get like the up, 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 you go ahead, you know? Yeah. So let's, uh, let's just keep the two, man. Yeah. I mean, um, we'll, I'll talk about, we'll talk about Rampage's commentary team in a little bit. I have my, my thoughts. I'm sure you guys do too. It's, it's not perfect right now, but, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe that's why, like I said, they've been testing out Paul White and Mark Henry doing some stuff. Maybe they can be like the former wrestlers who add their perspective on the color commentary side of thing. Uh, yeah, but whatever change they do make, I trust them and see what happens. But I'm with you also. Maybe Morrow could come in. Maybe a whole 
change it up and have Morrow do, uh, yeah, Dynamite with Excalibur mm-hmm. and Tony Schiavone. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, uh, but yeah, it should be interesting. All right. So let's talk about real quick CM Punk's debut in AEW. It was last week on Rampage. Um, for me, I was watching this in my hotel room on my phone because, uh, Brian, as you and I were texting, um, you, uh, I was, we were both, you know, in Las Vegas for SummerSlam weekend. Were you on the road still at that point when that was going on? I was. <laughs> so were you watching on your phone too? Yep. I, I went straight from the Fox app okay. to the TNT app. And I'm like, oh no, what's going to happen? <laughs> and his music hit. And honestly, I, I could barely hear it because on the phone, you know, the volume can only yeah. go so loud. I had it in the car though, but still, okay. like, we're driving, so I couldn't really hear. But I was, it took a minute. I'm like, is it the same music? Is it the same music? I was like, <laughs> oh, it's the same music. <laughs> oh, man. No, it was great. I, I was with you, or like you. So, um, I did the press junket for SummerSlam that morning. And I, and then after that, I got lunch, uh, with Alfred, uh, from Wrestling Inc. Uh, a shout out to him. Awesome dude. Uh, and another friend of ours. Um, and then, um, I had to switch hotels. So I switched hotels and I checked in and I was getting unpacked and stuff. And I was trying to download my stuff from my audio and video from that day at the press junket. My SD card reader died. It was not reading anything. So I was like, Oh no. So I had to go to get an Uber, get the Best Buy, buy a new SD card reader, come back. It was just a hellish of an afternoon. But then I finally got home or back to my room. It was able to watch on my phone. So yeah, Brian, like you, I was just laying on my bed, just staring at my little phone, watching this, uh, this big debut here. Uh, yep. but, but Philip, for you, man, I mean, you know, this, I mean, you said in the past, this is your guy. Like this was your Austin of your youth. Like I grew up with Stone Cold Steve Austin in my youth. You know, he was like the closest thing, uh, for your generation. So yeah, your whole thoughts of what went on. Yeah, man, I was in New Jersey and like uh, we were at the uh, we were at the ale house and they they told me punk debuted. I'm like, what? Really? So I'm watching it, man. I felt like I was there. <laughs> I felt like I was there because it, it, it's I mean, come on, man. Like if it's it's like if Austin came back, like you, you'd you'd have goosebumps. You would. Mm-hmm. You would. You yeah. know, uh, and like it, it's great because he has his everything. He has his name. He has his music. He has the logo. Yeah. Like it, it, it hit, and just the ovation. Shout out to the dude crying in the crowd. Yeah. He was like, I, I teared up a little bit, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, cause, and you could see it in his eyes. It's, it's kind of like the Edge return, where you can just see it in the dude's eyes. You know, he's, he's missed the thing that he's loved basically his whole life, and he's finally back. And. I'm just, I'm just, I'm happy for him. Look, did I want him to go back to WWE? Yes, absolutely. But Mm -hmm. obviously that just probably was never going to happen. And we should be, we should be happy for what the performer wants and the decisions they make that benefit them in the long term. And I mean, come on, CM Punk with true creative, like he was already great on the mic in WWE and Savage, but he has true creative freedom here. The mm-hmm. things that he's gonna say, like, oh yeah, come on, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm ready. I'm ready for the MJF CM Punk feud. I'm ready for the mic work. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's break down uh, each segment from from this debut. So on Rampage, I mean, I like what they did because I think I, what was the week before we were all kind of speculating how they're gonna do this. 
how's he going to make his debut? Is he going to just come out? Is he going to interrupt someone else? Is someone else going to come out to his music and it's like a heel acting like him and then he comes out afterwards to attack him? Like, how are they going to actually execute this debut? They did it perfectly. And that's, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It was perfect. They kept it simple. They just start the show, have the crowd shot, and then you hear the their own or AEW's version of the static, the and then into Cult of Personality by Living Color, and then they hear the guitar riff. Um, the crowd just popped, and he just comes walking out. And yeah, Philip, I'm with you. Like I was just looking at his eyes when he got down on his knees, and he's just staring around at the room at the arena, the United Center, and just he was like on the verge of tears. It looked like he was just like, wow, like I'm back. Like people still like me. You know, it, that was amazing. We've it was a beautiful been, sight. We've <laughs> been waiting for seven years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like the CM Punk chant became the thing to do at shows. Yeah. I've started CM Punk chants at shows. <laughs> you know, like it just became the thing to do. And I think let's look at this. He he has had two of the best what's happening moments in the last 15 to 20 years. Yeah. Obviously, the pipe bomb where mm-hmm. the people, it's still the debate work shoot, you know, <laughs> and then the debut with like, oh, my God, AEW is really doing something. What's happening in wrestling right now? Yeah, yeah. That, that that was my thing was like when he came out and I like I said they kept it perfect and like shout out to Excalibur who didn't say anything. He just let the crowd uh tell the story. You know what I mean, Brian? Like as far as that's all we heard was just the crowd cheering and that pop was huge. That was you know, in the past we call it a Road Warrior pop, but now I guess we can rename it the CM Punk pop. Yeah. Like how how loud everyone was. Um until CM Punk started walking down the ramp, that's when Excalibur started talking again, which I thought was great. And that was great. Like they just they kept it simple. Have them come out to start the show. That was mm-hmm. it. It's like, I think a lot of people were thought like, oh yeah, like maybe a heel comes out acting like him, and then everyone pops when they realize, oh, it's just a, it's a different person playing a joke on us, and then yeah. he comes out afterwards. But I'm glad he didn't go down that route because if he would have came out afterwards, he wouldn't get that same reaction. Yeah. Um. But so he comes down the ring, you know, he, he jumps in the crowd, like a little crowd surfing there. <laughs> that was great. Um, so much he, emotion. Yeah. I mean, I had goosebumps watching that. And I was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. I want to throw this at you guys because obviously he was going to get the pop in Chicago. Yeah. But Peter Rosenberg said, would it be the same in some random spot like Des Moines, Iowa? You know what I mean? No. I mean, because he's from Chicago. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying like oh, over time, once they start touring, well, I mean, like, will the pop still be like it won't be as that loud, but, it, but will the pop still be pretty loud for the new cities that they go to to see CM Punk? Uh, yeah, because I think like the initial go around for a lot of people, that's going to maybe be their first time seeing him live in person or for a lot of people a long time. So if it's your first time seeing him in your respected city, you're going to go crazy. But then like a year or two later when he's been around a few times then it's not as special you know yeah, what i mean so, so i guess for the like for the for the first like for the i guess for the rest or let's see maybe like for for like six months we, yeah we, it might happen i mean hopefully they come to the bay area or the Bro, west coast you know when the last time i saw CM punk was in person uh, yeah this is the first and only time i ever saw him i mean my it first would, time was a cow palace okay he was the Intercontinental Champion, and that was in February of 2009. Wow. 
Yeah. And <laughs> the, the first time I saw him in person, I think it was at the first time or one of the early first times was still straight edge society. Uh, whatever year that was, that was like 2010. He, um, he, they did a WWE did a house show at the cow palace. So him yeah. and gallows and uh, Serena D come out. The crowd was booing him so hard. Like he had so much heat for a house show. It was amazing to see him in person, do that and get that reaction. Um, he's special, man. And, and like, you know, for a lot of people, like I said, it's their version of Stone Cold coming back. He had that type of uh, appeal when he was at his peak. So it was it was just really unique. Um, Philip, what did you think about his actual promo? Because he lasted for what, about like 10 minutes, I think he was talking? Yeah, I think the key, the key part of the promo is he said on August 13th, 2005, he left professional wrestling. Yeah. And on August 20th, 2021, he came back to pro wrestling, obviously. No, because yeah. WWE, it's not pro wrestling; it's sports entertainment. Which yeah. we 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 can have that debate another time. They're both one and the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it just I'm I'm glad he got to really have as much time as he did. Yeah. Uh, he 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 threw out the name. He threw out Darby Allen. You see him and Sting up in the rafters. So you know, I mean, we're gonna get that first match of him and Darby mm-hmm. at uh, All Out. Uh, the yeah. promo was it was good, man. You know, Punk. The, the, the promos will never be the problem. Yeah. People really want to see, all right, can he truly go in the ring? And, I mean, the, he trained for heels. I think his episode debuts tomorrow night, uh-huh. uh, episode three. And they said he didn't look like he missed a step. I'm like, okay, cool. That's training. Mm-hmm. But training and actually having a match are two completely different things. And, you know, he was in UFC for a couple matches. So he yeah. did stay in shape for that, worked out for that. So hopefully that's what's carried him for a couple years. Uh but Brian, so Phil doesn't know this. So when we had dinner together, that we had we had a pretty good talk about this this yep. whole segment here. And you and I were on the same page. We enjoyed the promo except for one part. And Philip, you just touch on it. Or as far as he said, it was cool. He talked about Ring of Honor and making that connection and addressing Ring of Honor, um, which kind of I th- I think would be cool. It kind of opens up the opportunity for Ring of Honor should work with all these other promotions because a lot of these guys who did come from Ring of Honor can now maybe have a reason to go back there with the cross promotion, the Forbidden Door. But you know when he said he left pro wrestling 2005 and now 2021 he's back, I was a little taken back by that. And I know Brian, like you said, we talked about that pretty in depth. Even your son um, acknowledged yeah. that part too. Um, <laughs> I was not a big fan of that because he kind of crapped on to what his nine years in WWE, like, you know, that's not wrestling, which, okay. I, I get, I get the debate or the talk. Like WWE doesn't call it pro wrestling. They call it sports entertainment. I get all that. But my big takeaway was like, he would not have the appeal that he has today without his time in WWE. So yep, Brian, I mean, exactly. you know, yeah, please, you know, you, 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 you and I are talking about this. I mean, please share your thoughts on that. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. It's, it's kind of like, dude, like the pipe bomb, we talk about it, right? The, the, the pipe bomb, um, the WWE championship, what he held it, what? Was it the long, the longest 430. Okay. Um, uh, money in the bank 2011 money in yeah, the bank I, 2011 I, I mean we we all know how he feels like we've all heard that podcast he did with yeah. Cole Cabana. I wonder how 
Can we get a Colt Cabana sand punk view? Given you know, the first one. Loser pays for the other's uh, uh, eternity fees or court fees from that debt case. I mean, punk one, you should be able to afford it. Just, uh, look, I, I, I understand that. And I, anytime people, you know, they, they, they take the shot at uh, Vince and the company, I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, that stood out to that that line stood out to me too. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, yeah. We're not gonna overlook it here. Um, but I, for his case, it might, it's kind of different. Given mm-hmm. you know, like you, you go back and listen to that podcast, the things he listed off and the way he left the company and he got his termination papers on his wedding day. Yeah, and, and the, so, the Z pack and the infection, the doctor allegedly mistreating him yeah, all that wrestling stuff. I, two weeks after having knee surgery with Ryback, a guy he never liked to work with in the first place. Yeah. Hurt this hard hitting style. Yeah. Um, just, uh, just, um, j- just everything. Well, and, and, and listen, I, I get his frustration and he has every right to be upset at WWE for his own personal reason, based on how he's treated his time there. What happened after he left? I get all that. Um, and listen, I know other people were defending it. It's like, well, you know, in his time in WWE, he he cut promos in WWE, and he would call out stuff in the back and stuff like that. And he said, you know, he was the voice of the voices, so he would call out the BS while it's time in WWE. And even this time around, he says he's retiring that title because he he likes the people backstage. Well, for right now, at least. But uh, right. I'm just but but it's like I get you know that was the, that was his shtick was to call out the people in the back and stuff and you're like well if you're upset of him saying that now then how come do you like what he said back in the day i mean that was part of his character then this is now working for the competitor for me it's like dude if you just would have stayed in ring of honor this whole time he would not have the name recognition the brand value what he has now he went to wwe and be Despite his issues, he was still very successful and book strong. Now, granted, I know when he was in OVW, he was almost released then. Paul Heyman had to fight for him to stay. You can thank Paul Heyman for a lot of his success then or or giving him the opportunity to have that. But at the end of the day, he was still an ECW champion, world champion, mm-hmm. WWE, WWE champion. champion. I mean, the, the merch and the push he did get. WrestleMania opportunities. He, I believe he's the only what? Like he's the only one to win Money in the Bank back to back. Yes. I think so. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. people thought he was going to be the first to lose. Mm-hmm. And I mean, think about the two guys he beat for both of those. He beat Edge, probably the top only company at the time, and he yeah. beat Jeff, the top babyface in the company at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he had great storylines. So what I'm getting at is, is you know, don't crap on them saying. That's not pro wrestling. Well, it's like, well, dude, you went there and you were successful there. Like, I mean, don't crap on WWE saying they're not pro wrestling when at the end of the day, you went there and they gave you the name recognition, the value that you are able to walk away and still seven years later, people still care that much about you. It's because of what the platform they gave you from your time. That's my only, that was my only issue. Maybe he doesn't feel the success because he never got that mania main event. True and and what was the issue then? Because he the the biggest or the best one he got was Taker, right? Yeah, that, that was, was uh, second to last that night. Yeah, no, he proposed that they do Rock Cena and him in a triple threat. Okay, that way he get. I mean, honestly, bro, if he had gotten that WrestleMania main event, he he might have never left. Well, and and then he got pissed because right was it Daniel Bryan didn't get that Rumble spot. 
That's what pissed him off as well, if I remember correctly, in 2014. Was it, was it January 2014 was his last? Was yeah, his last, last match was the yeah. Royal Rumble. Yeah, in yeah. 2014, the beginning of 2014. Um, but he got pissed, right, because The Rock beat him and took the title off him. That's what led to Rock versus Cena, if I remember correctly, right? That was, what, 2013? Yeah, I mean, um, really, man, it's that it's that main event that he never got. That's that's what pissed him off. And I, and I, I yeah, and listen, I and I get like you said his frustrations, all this stuff, but I just don't want him to spend too much time just taking shots at WWE because that's what AEW's been doing this whole time in their existence. But I feel like that's all he's going to do now because if he said I'm retiring the voice of the voiceless, I don't need. I like the locker room. I don't need to call out stuff there. Who's he going to call out then to fit that shtick that he's known for? I guess it's going to be calling out WWE still. I mean, so it's like, I just worry that's going to get old, like calling out WWE over and over. And he's just going to sound like a bitter person. You know let, what I mean? Let me, like, let me ask this question. Um, was, was, was CM, okay, if you look at CM Punk and his career in WWE, everything that he accomplished, the position that he was in, no WrestleMania main event, and then you look at Seth Rollins, right? Outside of the cash-in at WrestleMania, Seth Rollins is yet to have a WrestleMania main event also. Mm-hmm. But he's won Universal Championships, been WWE Champion, uh, he's a Intercontinental Champion, he's Grand Slam Champion, right? Yeah. Money in the Bank winner, had arguably the biggest cash in of all cash ins. I kind of see similarities in their careers, right? In terms of success, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, you're not always going to get the main event, right? But well, look think, at look at what you've accomplished. Yeah, you well, still have a legendary Hall of Fame career. Yeah, Punk's whole deal was he like he he was the biggest thing in the company at the time. He he also Cena in merch, and not not many people do that. I still have my CM Punk shirt. <laughs> Good, you know, keep, get it signed. <laughs> yeah. I, so yeah, chill. I mean that's I think that's really the point, man. Like. He he had all the, he had all the success, sold all this merch, was so over, and he didn't get the main event that that he thought he deserved. And you know what? The guy did deserve the main event of WrestleMania. I'll mm-hmm. say it. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I'm just saying, it's like, listen, I know you're very upset with the company, and you can be creative with your digs at them, but like, kind of crapping on your. I just felt like he was just crapping on his whole time there by saying that comment when it's like, well, dude. The reality is, without them, you would not have what you're going through right now as far as people still seven-plus years later demanding to see you chanting your name. You know, the name recognition they gave to you, you became a main event star because of them or mainstream star because of them. So that was my thing. And But I'm guessing we're probably going to hear more, you know, digs at them for months to come. And real quick, to be honest, I think of that whole story like, if WWE didn't put that entire story together, the pipe bomb, the him leaving with the title after midnight, you, you, you know, him coming back, basically being reinvented with the cult of personality yeah. music, with the with the best in the world T-shirt. Yeah. They, they gave you that. And it, yeah. but it, ended, it ended badly because he started wrestling Kevin Nash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like I said, I, well, wait, no, I, yeah. Was it was it was it Alberto Del Rio that cashed in on him? Yeah, Del Rio yeah, like cashed it, in on him. 
Yeah, okay. then he then like he left the title picture to go warp Kevin Nash. Like that. <laughs> he, he was upset about that too. <laughs> click, I forgot about click, that. Never click, mind. Click, yeah. click, click. <laughs> yeah, that was so, funny. I mean, he's crack, cracking. No, but like I said, mm-hmm. but overall the promo I did enjoy because he did say he was he didn't know what to say. He wasn't prepared. He's just going off the top of his head, and he seemed like he was speaking from the heart. I did respect that. That was cool. And he says, "Listen, for anyone that was upset when I walked away, when I did, I'm sorry." It, so that was cool. Like he acknowledges, you know, what happened over the, all these years. And he said he heard you, the fans, when they would chant his name at shows. He knew what was going on. He was very much, it sounds like, paying attention to how people thought of him during this whole time. And so I respect all that. And that was cool to hear that he acknowledged all that. And then he also said, but why do he wants to come back? He sees that locker room, all the talent. Um, the locker room seems really uh, uh, exciting for him to work with. And so I think that's cool. And that does say a lot about the AEW roster. So that is very cool to hear. I want to read this comment. This is from um, Anthony, you know, the promoter over at Ugwa. He said, CM Punk just extended the length of the table that we are all going to eat off of. Let's not F it up like the previous generation. The future is <laughs> bright. Hail pro wrestling. What are your thoughts on that? That's true. Absolutely. I like, I think it's going back to what we talked about earlier, you know, with, with CM Punk there creating all this buzz for pro wrestling, it gets people excited, gets people wanting to care about the product again, and then it helps everyone else. It, it trinkles downward, you know what I mean? As far as it'll get, hopefully, maybe people, the fact he said Ring of Honor on national TV, maybe they'll get more people interested in checking out what Ring of Honor is. If people are watching AEW more now, they're going to see the Impact crossover. Maybe they want to check out Impact Wrestling. If Daniel Garcia is on that same episode. They're going to want to see his independent work. And he's out at West Coast Pro Wrestling. It's like, oh, my God. I watch AEW because of CM Punk. I saw this guy, Daniel Garcia, wrestle. I see he's coming to my local hometown wrestling. I'm going to check out the independent pro wrestling. So they're going to get the benefit of my ticket purchase. You know what I mean? So that domino effect, that is what's really cool about this. So I get what Anthony's saying there. Like, what CM Punk is doing for the wrestling business as a whole is tremendous. Yeah. It's exciting. So I thought the promo overall was great as far as, you know, just open him opening up to the audience. It was great. I do want to get a CM Punk t-shirt. Did you guys, have you guys bought one yet? Bro, he broke the site. They had to change the whole domain. (laughs) And he had ice cream bars given out. We finally got the ice cream bars. So, so, and that's something he's been working on for like the last two years, apparently, with the, la- the ice cream company. And he paid for all of it himself. And now they're going to yep. sell them at all out as well. Oh, yep. wow. But it's cool. So on the AEW website or, or Pro Wrestling Tees, I noticed there's two versions of the shirt. The one he wore that night was the white with the black trim around it on the arms and the neck. Um, and it looks very similar to his WWE shirt. Um, but that one I think is only sold at the shows because it says I was there on the back. Yeah. If you go to Pro Wrestling Tees, it's like an all just plain white shirt. And so I was like, oh, I kind of want the one with the black trim because it looks like his old school shirt. But right. maybe that's something we can get at a show if they eventually do come to the Bay Area at some Speaking point. of that, Tony Khan has commented about uh, coming to California recently. What do you say? And he says, it's likely if things stay on track, double or nothing in Vegas next year and bringing AEW to California while we're there, no promises. No promises, Tony. 
Come on, my man. <laughs> He's scared of the tribal chief running California. Or 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 or, or, or Matt. Uh, was it Naked Matt? Come on, guys. Yeah. I know. I know. They're L.A. kids. Yeah. Like, I'll, go to, I'll go down to Rancho Cucamonga real yeah, quick. Dude, yeah. I would, I would, if they only come to Southern California, I would go down there for that. We're all going to go. What do you mean? Absolutely. <laughs> Collective will be in full effect. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, like I said, I, I enjoy the promo. Uh, I've, I enjoyed him speaking from the heart and then yeah as you said Philip, this guy crying in the crowd and then some people were crapping on but cm punk stood up for him and says hey that shows you know he has emotion he cares about wrestling and then tommy dreamer was looking for him and they actually found the guy so it looks like this guy is gonna get some like cool just uh I don't know what they were looking for him for. Did they want to give him something like a, a gift? I think or? he was going to get like a punk autograph and like passes to a show or something. Yeah. Okay, cool. It was cool. a meet and greet and some tickets. Oh, awesome. So that's great. I mean, it shows that, you know, we do, we are fans. We love this stuff. And, um, so anyway, it was cool. Uh, you know, for rampage that, that was huge numbers. It was like over a million. So they like do- almost doubled their viewership from one week to the first week to the next. So, uh, I know we've been running a little bit long here. So let's just quickly just power through some of the highlights from Dynamite and Rampage this week. I can't believe now we got two shows of AEW to talk about now <laughs> as a whole. Um, for Dynamite this week, um, the big thing I took away was Chris Jericho coming out and cuts this promo. And you know, he's kind of questioning what to do next with his career, whatnot. MJF comes out and interrupts him, and he still has one more match. He wants one more match with MJF to really settle this. Ultimately, he says, "You listen, I want a rematch with you at All Out. If I lose, I will quit wrestling in AEW and just be a commentator full-time. <laughs> Brian, I see your face. You're just shaking your head. What was your <laughs> thoughts on uh, Chris Jericho coming up with this stipulation? Jericho, listen, I I get he's trying to, you know, puts add suspense and, and you know, uh, oh, what's going to happen with Jericho? I honestly think that this feud should have been over with a <laughs> long time ago. Like, I, I don't even, I think they should have left it at MJF, making Jericho tap. Boom, it's over with, right? Jericho going back to the drawing board, you know, going on tour, doing whatever. I don't like the stipulation because it kind of it's kind of like predictable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I don't think Jericho's never ever going to wrestle again, right? But but then even if he does loses, okay, he is going I think on tour soon and uh he does have the the commentary gig with Rampage already, so it's like, all right, well he'll just do that for until he gets provoked or something or somebody comes <laughs> and or if someone tries to beat up uh Mark Henry or something, he has to stand up <laughs> beat up Mark Henry. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, yeah. like until, until something happens and he has to stand up for, you know, whatever, and then now he's now he's in another match again, you know? <clears throat> so I, I I get what you're saying. I'm with you. When I when I heard him say that make it stipulation, I'm like, oh, we're gonna get one more match between the two of them. But with that stipulation, it's like he's not going anywhere. He's like their biggest name. Well, was their biggest name outside of CM Punk, but he was like one of the big first signings for that company. He brings so much exposure for that company. He's not going anywhere. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's very predictable. It's like he's not losing this, but then. The more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, he is getting up there in age, man. And I don't know 
what his long-term goals are, or how much longer he wants to do this. I think with the commentary opportunity, that still has him in front of the camera we every yeah. week, but he doesn't have to put his body on the line. He has other projects. He has the podcast. He's an you know, author. He's got the band stuff. So maybe he wants the flexibility doing more band stuff. I was like, I don't know. Could this really be his retirement match on a pretty big damn stage with AEW? I mean, could this really be his last match? I got to give him credit, too, because real quick, Jericho, ever since AEW started, he has really been putting in the work yeah. and really being there like every, almost every dynamite. You know, he had the whole run with, with the, um, the title. what are they called? Uh, uh, inner Circle. Inner Circle. Yeah, that, you know, he had that whole I, – I thought he was going to be, you know, a Brock like Brock Lesnar or, you know, every other – Every other month or every now and then we'll see Jericho, but he he was there every week, every other you know, every other week uh, as champion. Even when he lost the title, I was like, okay, this is now this is where Jericho goes away. No, he's still there with his group and and doing big time matches, big spots, you, yeah. you know. So I got to give him credit. Yeah, no, I'm with you, Philip. I don't know about you. What do you think? Like, like. That night when I or the, when I watched uh, Dynamite this week, I was like, "There's no way he's not losing here. It's like a guarantee he's not losing." But then, like over the next day or two, the more I thought about it, I was like, "I mean, maybe this is his way of getting out of wrestling, but still being involved with AEW." I mean, and he says wrestling in AEW only. He has done stuff with New Japan, so maybe he can go wrestle New Japan still. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's. The way he worded it kind of leaves some little loopholes in this situation. I don't know. What do you think he's going to do here? Uh, or he can go back to where it all really got started and he became a huge star. <laughs> WCW? Uh, I said became a huge star. Lionheart? <laughs> Lionheart? I mean, his contract is up. Uh, Ubin's dude. <laughs> Ubin's Ubin's. Well, let's not talk about that. Jesus. I have a Ubin's story to tell off air, by the way. <laughs> so he, he he signed the three year deal as well, like Jim Ross. So I believe that, but he was January, if I remember correctly. So I believe yeah. that is up early 2022. So and you know that is coming up in less than four months. So look, Huey, I'm going to need you to I'm going to need you to hit up uh, Le Champion and well, uh, text just, him and ask him and FaceTime him to Jesus. Just, uh, you know, just be like, FaceTime hey. right now. Be like, no, no, on it's, this. he's in Florida. They're three hours ahead. I know. Like, he's like, a party, party, man. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what'd you say? Oh, yeah. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. That's, that's how he answers. Oh, yeah. Huey, what's going on? Pretty much, man. You know, like I'm trying to hear break the walls one more time and not just on YouTube. You feel me? <laughs> he goes out and then he goes to the Hall of Fame. Do you think, okay, on a completely side note, whenever he's done with AEW, do you think he does one last run in WWE so that way he goes into the Hall of Fame officially that way? He might He might pop up at a Rumble or something. I mean, that's something I can ask him privately. I could, I could see that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think he'll go in their Hall of Fame. I mean, come on. Look, look at the people who have done Vince really dirty and they're in there. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know because could, could Jericho not wrestle anymore in AEW? I mean, that's the thing. It's like I, if he loses here, he he'll still be on commentary, so he'll be on Rampage every week. 
Um, he can do, he has maybe more flexibility to do the Fozzie stuff then. I, I, I'm really kind of curious where he has in his life, his I mean, personal he can, life. He can win and then go do Fozzie. Yeah. Like I said, this is not someone who's like in their early thirties who has a lot more years ahead of them. So it's like when someone like that, a younger person says, I'll give up my career. If I lose, you're like, Oh, that person's not losing. Like Roman Reigns, when he, before Royal Rumble, he said, I'm, if I lose, I'll leave. WWE was like, no, there's no way the tribal chief is leaving. But this situation, Jericho is, you know, what, 50, 51? So it's like, <laughs> he's been wrestling for 30 plus years. They had a big celebration last year. So it's like, this might be a good way to go out in front of a hot crowd in Chicago. Arguably their biggest show of the year or second biggest show of the year. It, it might be a nice way to go out properly. And then we'll still see him on TV with Rampage. So, I mean, this might be his way of, you know, kind of shocking a lot of people. That uh, that bump card's getting pretty full, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, my, my thing also, too, with Jericho, if you think about it, is, um, man, I mean, like, I was going to ask you this before I forget. <laughs> this whole rivalry, I was kind of, I was hoping that the you know the five labors of Jericho I was hoping the fifth one would be one more person because you think about it, this whole five labors it was almost like a little bit of like a, a career in review as far as you know fighting Hoovey to Guerrero it was like you know it's like ghosts of Christmas past of like people yeah. he fought up against he's like oh my god he has to go up against them again I was kind of hoping that the fifth person would be someone else other than MJF and then if he beats that person, then he gets his math, math, match with MJF at All Out. I kind of thought that's what they're going towards. I didn't think it was a good idea to have MJF be the fifth person in that scenario. I think he should have been five different complete pers- or different people. And then if he defeats all five, then he gets his actual match with MJF at All Out. I think that would have been a little bit better storytelling. Because there are people complaining, like, another rematch again? Yep. Um, but Brian, let me ask you this. In this whole thing, these last like couple months now of this five labors of Jericho and stuff, where have the inner circle and pinnacle gone? Like these two factions are like barely like I think recognize or people care about anymore. They don't exist anymore. I mean, right? I mean, the elite has now become the top faction, heel faction in AEW, but these other two ones are gone. Like the pinnacle, I think, lost all their momentum. I mean, it's going back to. Reverse I, think they kinda, I think they kind of f- fizzled out. Uh, and it's kind of weird, like how it happened, too. I mean, uh, the unfortunate injury that I don't know if it's Dax or yeah. or uh, it was the Dax that got or, it. Or? Dax, yeah. <laughs> I was going well, to no, it was cash. W- it was cash. cash. Like their WWE cash. names. Okay, yeah. Um, so the, the injury that happened, so that kind of put a halt on the pinnacle and everything like that. But yeah, like, uh, and then uh, with that happening, obviously Santana and Ortiz aren't really doing anything right now. Uh, Sammy, there's really nothing going on with him right now, other than getting engaged or other, hugging Fuego right. del Sol. <laughs> right. So it's like, yeah, these two, both of the both of the groups are kind of like non-existent. Stagnant. They're on yeah. ice right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm just with. Like, I was just like. Man, this whole rivalry between Jericho and MJF really just uh, put these two uh, two factions on ice, and like no one's talking about them right now. I feel kind of bad for everyone, and that's one thing I hope after All Out, let the, everyone go their separate ways, 
yeah. reestablish the pinnacle. But I don't know how you're going to do that when the elite are like the top heel faction and they got yeah. all the titles. So do you do pinnacle versus the elite? Two heels going at it? I mean, so I think that's where they kind of worked themselves in a little bit of a, a mess right now from a booking standpoint with faction. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens here. Um, real quick, just touch on CM Punk. He made his first appearance on Dynamite. It's more or less he just added to what he said on the last Friday as far as um, you know, he wants to wrestle and still see he's the best in the world and he wants to prove not just the haters wrong, but prove to himself that he still got and wants to take on Darby Allen. I don't yeah. know. Philip, was there anything else from the CM Punk promo on Dynamite that stood out to you? Uh, no, no, nothing really, man. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see if Darby even has any rebuttals leading up into the go home episode of Dynamite uh, coming up on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, Brian. I mean, he mentioned you know CM Punk did praise Darby and said you know if I was young, you know Darby Allen would be would have been my favorite wrestler. He's got he's the smaller guy. He you got the punk rock roots to him. So there's a lot of attributes to Darby that he really likes. So he's praising him before he takes on him. Um, and then he did. It seemed like CM Punk was a little happy to share a ring with Tony Schiavone. So. I thought that, yeah. was kind of, that was kind of cool as well. Uh, I think Darby's got a slap punk. <laughs> yeah, they got to get some heat here. He's, They're like praising they, each other. They've got to they've got to meet face to face, right? Yeah. And then Darby's just got to slap him in the face. Get CM Punk fired up. I want to see <laughs> Punk fired up. I I need Punk to 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 get him up like he's gonna give him the GTS. Yeah. You can you imagine the pop? And then and then somehow Darby. Finds his way out of it and then rolls out and then sends us off to all out. You just reminded me, Kenta tweeted out after CM Punk's debut. Oh. Kenta's like, I want CM Punk. So it's a battle of the GTS as well. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, Punk <laughs> it was, did it better anyway. I mean, what are we talking about? I mean, that's the thing. The battle mm-hmm. of who could do it better. I mean, that's. I mean, Punk made it famous. Let's be real. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be interesting. Um, last thing from Dynamite we'll just touch on was the main event Malachi Black taking on Brock Anderson, son of the enforcer Arn Anderson. Up. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. Yikes pretty much sums it up as far as Arn Anderson you know, was trying to convince his son not to do this match because Bro- uh, Brock, the other Brock, the lesser known Brock. I want to uh, call him Brody so bad. <laughs> he, Me too. He wanted to fight uh, Malachi in def- uh, defense of his dad, who got attacked, you know, a few weeks ago from Malachi. Uh, but yeah, Brian, this match just kind of pretty much turned out how we expected. Kind of one sided, right? Yeah, and I blinked and it was over with. I was like, <laughs> "What happened?" <laughs> I don't even understand it. I didn't even see uh, Malachi Black's entrance. I was like, did he did he, he did his entrance already? Like, what's going on? It was very much so. I think the see, and maybe this is this is a good thing that Punk debuted and just getting all this out the way. Punk's dynamite debut overshadowed this main event. I completely forgot it was happening. Yeah. No, it was very one side. Malachi Black, I mean, if anything, got more heat as a heel. He yeah. took out this very green upcoming baby face who's fighting for his dad's honor. Yep. And so Malachi Black, if anything, it was good for him and his character. Uh, but Philip, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I really felt this episode was kind of lackluster. I heard a lot of people say it just felt like an episode of uh, elevation as far as, you know, just a lot of the young upcoming talent, but not a lot of big stars on this episode other than CM Punk. Really. Uh, it 
You know, th- there was a time where dynamite hit different. Yeah. This did not hit different. Mm-hmm. It barely hit at all. Like it barely, I barely tasted anything on my palate. I'm going to be real. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it just existed very much like a filler episode. I hope the go home episode next week will be uh, much more exciting, which I anticipate it will be. So uh, it should be interesting. Um Rampage, I'll just touch on this. So we saw on Dynamite, we saw the Varsity Blondes take on the Lucha Brothers, and then the winner will fight Jurassic Express, and the winner of that match will fight the Young Bucks Steel Cage match for the tag titles at All Out. So Lucha Brothers won, and I was kind of hoping for Varsity Blondes. How cool are Varsity Blondes? I, I really, I really dig the Varsity Blondes right now. Obviously, you know they got the the similarities to the Hollywood Blondes with Austin and Brian Pillman Senior. Uh, <laughs> dude, they have a shirt, a pro wrestling tease on uh, uh, Pillman's and Austin's uh, stores. It's a Hollywood Blondes shirt. I want to get that one. I you should, you should get a uh, Ebony Blondes shirt when Brian and I make our debut. <laughs> Dive it, dive it, dive the hair bleach blonde, brother. Oh my god! Would you guys both? <laughs> bleach oh yeah, hair? oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Dive the hair, get the get the camera rolling, you baby. Know it. Oh my god! <laughs> like I'm John Singleton shooting boys in the hood. You feel me? Come on, Ricky. Oh Jesus! See, oh, I know. I'm ta- I know boys in the hood. See? I, would hope, I would hope so. Come on, man. <laughs> man come on. <laughs> it's a classic. I would hope so. Ice Cube making his debut, man. Acting. Let's go. It was good, it was good man. Ricky. Sorry. Me and, me and Huey was talking about all the classics <laughs> at SummerSlam. <laughs> bro, why, yo, you might have to FaceTime me, bro. I'm trying to remember what else he's talking about, dude. I felt okay. Honestly, looking back on, I felt bad for your son. I felt your son was getting tired, and we're just talking nonstop about all this stuff over and over. I was like, he's probably like, man, he's probably like, shut up, Huey. I want to go to bed. I was like, oh, I thought like afterwards after you guys left, I was like, oh man, it's late. Nah, he was he was enjoying it. He he had a good time. I made it up for him. I gave him that, that bag. <laughs> yeah, I made it up to him. I got that goodie bag for him. Yes. <laughs> He loves that damn bag. He loves it. Okay, good, <laughs> good, good. Uh, but uh, uh, so we saw uh, Jurassic Express uh, take on the Lucha Brothers here. I don't know about you guys, this was another stellar match as far as reminding me just how good Ray Phoenix is. Listen, I know Ray Phoenix is the younger brother of Penta, and Penta got all the love pretty much from uh, Lucha Underground. But for me, I've loved Ray Phoenix like. The whole sequence he, you know, he did in the ring by jumping around. I, I, I can't even describe it properly, Philip. I mean, what do you think of this matchup here? Uh, it was great. Sidebar: What's your favorite uh, Pentagon match from Lucha Underground, baby Huey? Oh, against uh, Vampiro. What do you mean? Well, they fought each other because that was his mentor, right? Well, they they did three times. Which which was your favorite? The one where he broke his arm. That happened in two of the matches. So, like, which one? The first time, yeah. You know, the first time is always better than the second time. That's, that's, that's an ongoing joke. Go back and listen to the old click episodes, guys. Uh, yeah, man, Ray Phoenix, dude. Like, I feel like I said it on this podcast for like every week for like two months. Dude, he's just raw. He's just so raw. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it, bro. I mean, look, the Bucks and and um, and the Lucha Bros. Anytime they get in the ring together, it's it's easy money. It's like Brett and Perfect back in the day. It's just going to be good. Yeah. Well. Let me ask you this. So Lucha Brothers win. They're going to face the Young Bucks. Young Bucks were there up the ramp watching, and they came in and attack afterwards. Um, 
if you think about it, we're getting a rematch from what all out two years ago. Was that what? It, remember when? With the Young Bucks were the Triple A tag team yep. tag team champions. Yeah. That was two years ago. Wasn't that a ladder match, if I remember correctly? Mm-hmm. It was, and that that was also the the one of the matches that double or nothing the first one. Yeah, so I mean, part of me is like, oh, it's a rematch, but then again, it's been a couple years, so enough time has passed, and it's different. Young Bucks are the heels now, and Lucha Brothers are the babyface, so it's you know the per, our perspective of each team's different. Um, but let me ask you guys this: Do you think it would have been better? If Jurassic Express would have won here, Brian, like, I mean, for you, do you think it would have been nice to give Jurassic Express a really big opportunity on a big stage to uh, get this title shot and even win them? Yeah, if it wasn't going to be Varsity Blondes, I definitely <laughs> think that uh, Jurassic Express would have been the right call in this situation. I think strongly because I think we've seen what the Lucha, Lucha Brothers and the young bucks can do um and knowing that this match is going to be a steel cage it's just like whoa like what what better moment would that be mm-hmm. you know what better what 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 better chance does that give Jurassic Express to finally win the big one with no interference you know mm-hmm. they got the bucks yeah. inside a cage i don't know i just felt like that'd be a great opportunity for them to win as well okay Young Bucks winning here doesn't really do anything. Lucha Bros winning here, to me, doesn't really do anything either. Well, I mean, I think, you know, early predictions. Philip, before I take my predictions right now, just ah. saying. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, but I, I think the Lucha Brothers need to win this match because if they don't, then why keep them as a tag team they've been they're buried yeah they've lost so many times to young bucks now on the big stage like i i think the young bucks the young bucks don't really need the titles they can be who they are without the titles share the wealth as far as with their promotion goes i i think the lucha brothers need the tag titles it'd be really beneficial for them and it gives them something and they've been killing it for so long from day one for that company so as a reward they totally deserve it if um, there's a tag team that needs those titles it's uh santana and ortiz absolutely that's another team like they were the big free agent tag teams a couple years ago and they have not lived up to that potential in aew at least from a booking standpoint but no but phil what i'm getting at is with jurassic express i almost feel like they should have been in this tag team match because they're really loved by the crowd, and I, I think they need a tag title win to really put them over on the edge, to elevate them to that next level. Because I feel like, you know, they, they especially Jungle Boy, he gets all these big matches but loses. And I was like, okay, well, what's – is he just going to be this lovable loser, or what does he need to do to, to kind of – you could tell he's one of the foundations for long term. He's one of those young guys that they want to build up to be a main eventer for years to come. But I feel like with all these new big free agent signings, he's someone that's really fell down a bit as far as star power goes or or, or appeal, if that makes sense, guys. Yeah. Like, I, I, I feel like he's had these great matches. He had that great one-on-one match with Kenny Omega uh, he had some other great matches solo that really showed he could put up a good fight, but due to his inexperience, you know, Kate Fabe, he that's why he didn't win those matches, but he still put up a fight, didn't give up, and won a lot of people's respect. But I feel like that can only take you so far until you eventually you got to get that win 
to solidify, okay, he took enough losses. He learned from that. Now he's growing into a main eventer. So that's why I thought getting a tag title opportunity all out and winning could really help elevate his stock to show that, okay, he is now growing into a bigger star. So that's why I was just kind of like, oh, they didn't win here. Um, but Philip, I don't know. What do you think, man, about Jungle Boy? I kind of feel like he's he's kind of lacking something. He's lacking some charisma. His facial expressions are always the same. He's not that good mm-hmm. on the mic yet. He's yeah. a tremendous athlete, though. We had this conversation when Mike Miller was on the show. Uh, and it's P- not P- much as- P.S. Mike wants to come back. <laughs> oh, he um, t- text me, Mike, see if he listens yeah. to this episode. <laughs> no, but yeah, man. I mean, like when he was wrestling in APW, there, I felt like there was more charisma and passion. I mean, look at the matches he had with Jake Atlas. He was in the Casino Royale at the Cow Palace. Like mm-hmm. you can see the true emotion um, coming from Jungle Boy. He exuded emotion and personality and charisma. On Dynamite, it kind of looks like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, so I just... I don't know. Like, I feel like he's, he's had these big matches and lost, but it's like, okay. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's due for a big win. And at least maybe give him a tag title win because I don't see him beating Miro anytime soon. He's not going to be in the world title scene. So what's the next step for him? Okay. Tag titles. That's probably the easiest way to go. So I don't Create know. A cruiserweight I, title, put it on him. That'd or, be a big one for Luchasaurus too. Yeah, absolutely. Him too. Or make a trios title. Was that the rumor that they're going to have a trios title? But realistically, no more titles. But yeah, <laughs> they do have a lot of titles. But so anyway, that that's what my thinking. But listen, I'm still a fan of Lucha Brothers. I think they're going to have a killer match at All Out. It's going to be a lot of fun. I wouldn't be surprised if that starts. Nah, they probably wouldn't start the show with. Actually, that probably could start the show because they could have the cage already set up, and then once it's done, just take it down and have it down for the rest of the night. So. Their show know. starters, SCU, aren't together anymore. It's pretty <laughs> that, sad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then, um, let's see. We saw Miro come out, rip the mask off uh, Fuego del Sol after he beat him up a bit. Um, Eddie Kingston came out and challenged him or confirmed his uh, challenge. How, how long do you guys think it'll take for Lana to show up and, and reunite with with Miro, he keeps she he keeps name dropping her like he you know he prays <laughs> to God and then he satisfies his hot wife. I mean, yeah, <laughs> his promos are amazing. Like this Redeemer mm-hmm. character is awesome. Like maybe I don't she, know, maybe she helps him beat Eddie. Mm. When's her her ninety days? Is that up yet? Or was she June? When did was she? she- did she get, did she didn't she get didn't she get released the same time as Braun? So that was what early that's early the 30, was like the, that would be that it'd be up thir- the 31st. So next week. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I know I know the Iconics they're they're available for bookings now. Yeah, Inspiration that's the new name they're going to go by. Yeah. Dude, that they, photo, they, could, they look great. They could still be the Iconics, just just the one eye. Or three eyes. Come on, man. Ah, iconics. It's not going to it's not gonna hit the same. Like, man, when mm. they showed up and it was iconic, like that that it hit different. <laughs> now they can be all, you know, soft and seductive. The inspiration. You know? <laughs> We're all thinking. 
<laughs> Look at Phil. Phil's like, Sorry, so when's guys. Lana going to debut? We don't know, guys. Maybe it'll <laughs> um, And then last thing, you know, we saw Kenny Omega, Brandon Cutler take on Christian Cage and the elite hunter, Frankie Kazarian. By the way, where's Frankie going with this character? He just randomly pops up looking like the Punisher, attacks guys from the elite, and then runs <laughs> off. Or gets yeah. his ass handed to him as well. It's like, where is this going? He is just like wandering post SCU breakup. It's leading to him versus Kenny for the championship. I guess. I mean, I just feel bad. Like he's just. You mean Christian's not going to win the most prestigious championship in all of sports and entertainment? And well, wrestling? no, he's not wrestling for the WWE championship. <laughs> well, according to Jim Ross, he is. <laughs> 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 but uh, but the match here was just goofy. Brandon Cutler took all the punishment and was a goofy comedic act in this match. And uh, Kenny Omega ran off and Christian Cage and Frankie beat Brandon Cutler. I don't know about you guys. I didn't really feel they like added too much heat for the matchup. For, I don't know. Are you guys excited for Christian Cage, Kenny Omega 2.0 at All Out? Yes. Now Kenny's going to have a good match. Like I keep telling y'all. <laughs> Christian is one of those underrated performers, bro. I don't know. I'm just like, okay, it's going to happen. I mean, you know, I kind of wish Adam Page was going to be in that match instead, but obviously he's, he's away with his wife about to give birth. And I stuff. forgot about him. Yeah, man. And that's the thing. When he does come back, is he going to have that same momentum or how hard will it be to build him back up? I don't know. It's hey, a- the drunk versus the straight edge guy, book it. <laughs> it takes a. Remember seeing Punk hit Jericho with the whiskey bottle? Yeah. That was a few. Yeah. The yeah. Act that. I don't know I'm just saying. I don't know. But it's just, I don't know. I, I just felt like this match didn't really add too much heat between the two of them i mean i enjoyed the promo beforehand <laughs> by the way oh that's what i gonna ask you about rampage real quick well that's what we'll end on so the four-man booth poor mark henry the guy hardly gets to say anything he gets his one segment where he interviews the main eventers i thought that yeah. was pretty cool i thought kenny omega sounded pretty good there was a little more serious and not so goofy mm-hmm. um but mark henry's in the middle you know interviewing both of them at the same time i don't know what are you guys' thoughts brian what do you think of the four-man booth for Rampage. The four-man booth needs to go away, I think. Jericho's too loud, and and I hear him. He's, like, embracing it. He's like, and I'm, I'm going to be loud. <laughs> well, I'm not going to change your, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I agree. Mark Henry, he, he, he doesn't get enough shine. He doesn't get enough opportunity i feel like and i feel like this is what that's what this is for to give guys like him the opportunity jericho's just he don't need the opportunity man we know what jericho can offer and what he could bring you know he's he can honestly be put out there anytime at any moment and boom you know jericho's gonna do fine but mark henry i feel like he needs he needs that shine man and um i do like him in the mean gene uh sort of setting though (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is cool because I, I think for him, that's good. Because I, I, I kind of wonder. See, the other three guys are very like upbeat, fast speakers with their energy. Mark Henry has a little bit of a slower delivery, so maybe yeah. that's why I feel like he's not keeping up with them because he's just not like as quick to shout something out. So that's why I kind of yeah. wonder. You know, maybe more of the backstage interview role is good for him for Rampage. Yeah. I don't know, Phil. What about you? I mean. You were saying earlier, two-man group is probably the best way to go. I mean, four people, I think it's just overload. Yeah, man. Like, 
I've, I've, I've done some commentary, so, so I, I kind of get it, man. Even with two people, sometimes you could speak over each other. So four yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, it's a lot. So listen, Excalibur and Taz, they've been working together for the last, what, year and a half, two years? I mean, wherever Dark has been existing, they've been doing that together. So uh, Jericho, you know, I, I love him, but yeah, it's a lot of shouting and like he's over people a lot. And then Mark Henry, he barely says anything. Like they have to personally call him out. Like, hey, Mark, what do you think about this? Probably just do Excalibur and Mark, bro. Yeah, maybe test that out. Like, is uh, Excalibur like to his credit? Like, he knows every like everything about everybody. Mm-hmm. And then Mark, he can give the um the, the pro wrestler's perspective, the, the pro wrestler, the veteran's perspective. You know. So anyway. It's just something I th- thought about and like, okay, how's it going to go moving forward? So we shall wait and see. But uh, on that note, yeah, let's start wrapping things up. I know it was a very much action AEW heavy episode of In The Click here, but we're making up for uh, uh, lost time from last weekend and stuff. So, uh, Philip, start with you. Where can the Clicksters find you online? You guys already know where to find me. Trifecta Chief is out. Hacienda. Get the Henny ready. Hacienda? Isn't that a street in Pleasanton? (laughs) Brian, can you translate? What's he talking about? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, I'm not the only one. I told you I was on my godfather ish, you feel me? Hacienda? Hacienda. Wait, La Hacienda? Hacienda. I think it's Ha. Ha. Hacienda, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, how about you? Where can the Clicksters find you? The Clicksters can find me at Brian Tronic on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you guys follow my show at Within the Ropes on Twitter and Instagram as well. That's it's where you can find me. Absolutely. And then Within the Ropes Podcast.com. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Huey. See, I always forget that. I forget the Yes. Oh, yes, wait, Phil. Philip's got Philip. If, if I can be serious, though, for a second, go check out my interview with the, the, the daddy of the district, the ankle breaker, the submission sniper, Jordan Blade. We went about we went about 40 minutes. It's a great conversation. She has a gold medal in powerlifting and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And then, you know, she became a professional wrestler and she's taken the Indies by storm. Go check it out. And I have an interview coming up with the poisoned youth, Robert Martyr. Stay tuned to the B.C. That's awesome. I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey83, at In the Click for uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as well. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform, including YouTube. Click the link in our bio. Get those uh, In the Click merch and a lot more good stuff coming on. I feel like, okay, SummerSlam weekend has come and gone. I kind of get back into my normal routine of recording episodes again. So got a lot of good stuff to look forward to. We got All Out next weekend. Uh, I mean, there's so much going on. It's going to be a, a very fun end of summer slash fall winter season for pro wrestling. I cannot wait to to talk about all the big surprises and what's coming next. And it's, it's just going to be good times, man. So I appreciate all the continued support. And on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.